Hey everyone, welcome to the Landlord Association podcast. I'm your host George Gao. This is a podcast by the landlords and for the landlords in the Greater Houston area. We'll discuss tips, strategies, techniques to help our listeners to be more educated and ultimately become more successful rental property owners and investors. Hello everyone, welcome to episode seven. Today we have another Ask Jimmy segment where he answers some of the questions posted by our Facebook members. All right, let's get to it. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome to, back to the podcast. Oh, thanks, George. Glad to be back. So, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Uh, last couple of weeks, uh, you know, uh, quarters just ended, so uh, we're uh, right now going through our uh, accounting for our projects that we syndicate and about to write an investor letter and try to determine uh, the, uh, the amount that we're distributing to investors. Um, preparing for my broker's license. And, it's uh, exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. And uh, I've got um, some tenants moved out recently, so we're uh, getting some flips uh, coming up too. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, kind of end of quarter, so a lot more administrative stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do you guys do distributions on a quarterly basis? Or, or? Quarterly basis, yeah. Okay. Exactly, yeah, quarterly basis. And for our uh, private money, hard money products, we do it on a monthly basis. Right. Yeah. So people will come in put in a pool and you guys yeah. distribute that on, on exactly, interest yeah. on, the, on the monthly right. income. Okay, awesome. Good luck with your uh, projects. Thank you, thank you. So today we have uh, four questions uh, from our uh, Facebook members. Right. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay, question number one. We have a question from Nikki. Nikki asks, has anyone here gone through a, re- a rent-to-own process? Seems like we're constantly asked if we're allowed to do that. Looking at pros and cons, Looking for pros and cons of how the process works. Thanks. So, um, so I'm not sure uh, what uh, the state Nikki is from, but um, as far as Texas, I consulted a wide variety of attorneys on this, and um, they said that um, due to Dodd Frank, it's not good to have a rent-to-own situation more than three months uh, long. Um, the uh, the government doesn't look favorably into that because if it's more than three months long. Um, they're, the tenants are not sure if they're tenants or their owners. Mm-hmm. And so, so let's say you have an agreement to say, hey, you're going to rent this thing for two, two years. And then after towards the end of the two years, um, you know, something breaks, something major happens. Well, you know, who's responsible for it? Like the, the landlord, quote unquote, landlord, you know, is going to maybe try to pressure the tenants to say, hey, why don't you pay for it? Because you're about to own it, you know. And then, of course, the tenant you know, they don't want them to leave the problem, you know, as is because they're about to own it. And so the government doesn't look too favorably to that. But I think as long as, you know, it's uh, it's shorter than three months or that, at least that's what I've been advised. So um, I do a lot of rap um, transaction a few years ago. And so um, I usually get in a situation to where um, within one, one to two months maximum, um, they own the house. And so the reason why the one to two months is sometimes uh, we need to go in and rehab it uh, or, or do some type of renovations, but afterwards, um, title will, will transfer immediately. Okay. So you kind of just, um, I guess you get them to, even before it's renovation, you show them the property or... or um... Yeah, you, yeah, usually you show the property and then after that, um, and then after that, uh, the renovation usually, because what I do is, is a, it's called a wrap uh, transaction to where um, 
I'm, I'm owner financing it to them. However, um, I'm not using my own cash. And so I'm using a bank's uh, cash. And so uh, I need to finish renovation in order to basically get it um, under my loan, you know, because they need, because my loan, you know, they need to send out people and see a house fully repaired. Yeah. So they can loan me. And so it still needs to be under my ownership during that time. And then after that, um, you know, after I get my permit loan, then I can, you know, uh, in turn sell or finance it back to them. Gotcha. Um, and so like that, that's like a 206B loan or something. Or, or no, they- no, it's different from 206B. Uh, the, uh, 206B is, uh, is a, a loan that you can you know, get from a loan officer and it has rehab role. Uh, what I'm getting, what I'm doing is basically uh, two loans, a, a loan under my name and then I'm for that in turn owner financing back, which is a wrap transaction. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, great. And then next question, Catherine asks, tenant sets the temperature to 70 degrees, but the RAC cannot go lower than 74. Does the landlord need to do anything? Is there a law in Texas requiring the certain temperature at home? I, I think you know specifically in Texas it gets very hot, and so if you get in a situation that a tenant is complaining that the temperature is not cold enough, and it continues to be an issue, you know um, I, I don't know if there's an actual law, but you know if they're not happy with the temperature, their family's not comfortable, as chances are. Um, you know, they're not going to stay there for long term, right? So I mean, they're going to look at other options. And so if, if they are a good tenant, you might want to look at, you know, options to make them feel comfortable in the house so that they can be good tenants because uh, turnover is very uh, expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes that just uh, means, I mean, if you have a really old air conditioning system, I guess you have to kind of figure out how much that new one costs, but uh, sometimes it's just a matter of getting somebody out there to fill up the fluid and... Uh, yeah, and sometimes it's, uh, it's not necessarily a new unit. Sometimes it's, um, you know, um, doing certain tweaks to your AC, you know, adding certain installations and, you know, Freon or what. And so it's a matter yeah. of trying to figure out what, what the issue is. Yeah. Do you have any solar screens at, at, your, at your rental property that kind of helps cool down the, uh, uh, block some of the direct sunlight? I, know. I, I don't have any solar screens. What I do is um, AC is one of those major, um, uh, I guess, repair items. And so I try to buy my houses with, uh, with brand new AC. So mm-hmm. I have warranty on them. Yeah. And so I, um, and you know, if, 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 if whatever they sold, they don't have new AC, I'll try to ask the seller to buy them and I'll compensate uh, with the increase in purchase price so mm-hmm. that I can have it kind of roll into my loan. Yeah, huh. that's a good idea. And if the, um, I guess the builder's warranty expires, do you get home warranties? Do you recommend people get home warranties that covers like not only ACs but other appliances and other stuff too? Is that something? Uh, I have I have some success of uh, I heard some people have some success with home warranty, but I also talk to a lot of big property management companies. I talk to uh, I you know you know I'm a member of the. Houston Apartment Association and I also own apartments and the, the thing about homework most of the times they're bad just because um, when a tenant has AC issues and they're the home warranty it usually takes a lot longer for the AC technician to come there to schedule and uh, it's just uh, it's, it's more headaches and then after there's usually a big amount that the owner has to pay anyways um, and so most of the time you know I see it not worth it but 
there are some people that I talk to that had a lot of success with it. And so for me, I, I don't have a home warranty. Yeah. Great. All right. Now we have now we have Sage. Sage asks, if your loved one asks you why you decided to own or manage a re- residential rental property, curious what your answer will be. That's kind of a broad general question, but what do you say? Yeah, that's that? kind of a broad question, but I think uh, for me, it's um, you know getting the the passive income, the the cash flows, um, and it's really one of those things that um, it's really one of those things that you know is I think what most people like the most is it's, it's concrete, you know, you, you know, your underlying asset is, you know, something that you can come there kick and feel it, um, something that is not going to disappear, like value may slip away, um, depending on the economic cycle, but, you know, it's fundamentally and physically there, um, and that has some value into it. And, you know, I think for real estate, um, you know, people can make cash flow off them. People need places to live, people need places to shop. And so it's always going to have some value and all the tax benefits that uh, that the, the you know, were provided. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that's why I have rental right. property. Yeah, appreciation. Yeah, depreciation. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, tax. It, yeah, yeah. So tax cash flow. Yeah. There's a number of uh, key benefits that uh, that real estate provide that uh, yeah. stock market or, right. or bond market doesn't typically provide. And it doesn't have to be a whole portfolio, right? People still can't have a four hundred one k in a stock market. Oh yeah. You didn't have to be wholly invested in. Um, uh, real estate, all one or another, but oh, yeah. I think it's good diversification yeah, too exactly. uh, for for your personal um, portfolio. How you yeah, exactly for long term property. Great, and then um, last question, Lydia asks, how does everyone conduct property inspection? I'm a brand new landlord, and I recently came across Rent Check, a free app that guides both renters and landlords through an inspection process. I recently used it for a new tenant and had him do an inspection because I was out of town. Once they finished the inspection, I could see the entire guided inspection organized by room on the app. Pretty cool. Do you usually do the inspection and just take photos of your phone, or do you use a paper checklist? I think for, for me, um, um, you know, for me, the uh, the Houston Apartment Association has their own checklist, and uh, we use that. And mm. when it's a residential property, then we use the, the track um, form, which is a paper checklist, and we use that just so that the uh, both the tenant and the landlord feel comfortable with the uh, the legal documents. It's like, hey, nobody is trying to mess with anybody, and you know, it's all been promulgated by attorneys that um, of of uh, of Trek already. You know, right. which, which looks out for the consumer. Right. And so uh, we use uh, what the uh, you know the Houston Apartment Association and what Trek provides. Okay. Yeah, and it, they have certain checklists, and then we take photos. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then you just give them a copy of the checklist at the yeah, end of the yeah. end of the so yeah. everybody has a copy. Same thing with move out, yeah, right? Same thing move out. They and then they sign everything, and then after that, you know, you come back and you have a form. I think, uh, yeah. So that that that's what we do. You know, it's a it's, it's a property condition, and I believe it's called property condition form. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so it's uh, it, it ties in with the lease, and so there's languages that make it tie with the lease. Yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with red shank and. Uh, rent uh, check and, and how that ties with the lease, but right. that's what we do. Okay, can anybody access those forms? I think for the Trek forms, uh, you have to uh, have uh, a realtor access because the realtor pays for for realtors pay for membership in HAR and NAR, and I believe it's Texas Associated Realtor that mm-hmm. promulgate those forms. 
And for the ones for apartments that we use, um, you have to be a member of the Houston Apartment Association to use those. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure if you email Jimmy, he will, he will give you a copy of the form. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure you'll be able to find it on Google, too. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we finish up? No, it's uh, it's it's uh, summer is half over, and so encourage everybody to get hustling and uh, and you know um, you know go out there and get some business and grow your business during this summer. Uh, one more month of summer, and then after that, uh, August hits. So good luck to everybody, and see you next time. Great. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Thanks to Jimmy for answering some of our questions. Again, if you have a question, feel free to post it on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash landlord association where we have an active and growing community. And as always, thanks to Ben Sound for providing music. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.